Hello, and welcome to episode 36 of The Jared White Show, recorded July 18th, 2019. I'm your host, Jared White, and I invite you to join me in a curated celebration of the art form that is the web. I'm feeling a little bit under the weather this week, so this episode will be cut a bit short, but there's just a lot to talk about, so I didn't have the heart to cancel it, so I will muster my enthusiasm. The show must go on, so let's get right to it. First off, a little bit of an announcement. I have a new video show called You're Valuable. It's a show about how you can use technology to make your life better, while at the same time taking back control from the Silicon Valley companies who yearn to monetize your valuable data and connections. So the first episode is on the web. You can go to jaredwhite.com slash videos to watch that. Uh, my first video is a review of two iPad Pro accessories that I use every day that enrich my life and help me get even more enjoyment out of my iPad Pro as the device I use primarily for both consuming and creating content. I'm recording this show right now on my iPad Pro, for instance. However, I'm reading the show notes on my iMac. So, yes, you can use a Mac and an iPad together. It's possible. People do it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, once Sidecar comes out in macOS Catalina and iPadOS, uh, I expect a lot more people will literally be using Macs and iPads together, which is cool. Anyway, I uh, hope you check out Your Valuable and let me know what you think. I'd love your feedback for topics I could cover in future installments. Getting on right now to the link segment. Uh, this first item is about how much YouTubers make off ads when they get millions of views. So I think there's an idea out there that if you could just get to the point where you're getting millions of views on YouTube, you're a a bona fide YouTube star, a YouTuber, and you are getting all this traffic and all this attention, that the money's just going to flow on in. And while it is possible to make some amount of money off of ads, it's definitely possible, um, it's a lot less than you might think. So um, the lady that does this particular video, I mean, there's, there's a lot of videos out there from big YouTubers actually are pretty transparent about their earnings, which is nice. In this particular case, uh, videos that are getting millions of views, uh, sometimes it's worth several thousand dollars in ad sales. Uh, in other cases, it's just a few hundred. So, you know, if, if you are thinking about quitting your day job, your, your cushy office gig, and uh, <laughs> becoming a full-time YouTuber, you might want to think a little bit more about that move. Uh, a lot of the money people are making now off of YouTube is from other things they're doing. I know uh, uh, quite a few content creators that basically sell their own sponsorships. So, you know, you would watch a video and they'll say, you know, this video is sponsored by so-and-so and, and they'll do a little ad read, uh, just like on podcasts. So so I think I think that kind of sponsorship model that's that's more immediate and directly related to the content uh, is actually kind of a nice thing. Um, I, I there's a lot I don't like about ads on the internet, but um, sponsorships in podcasts and video shows that I follow uh, usually isn't something that bothers me. I feel like it's it's a it's a better way to integrate in advertising. 
Anyway, if you're interested in how much YouTubers make off ads when they get to that high level of traffic, check out that link. So Firefox is trying to diversify its revenue stream. They're trying to slowly wean themselves off of the fact that most of their revenue comes from Google, basically, to, uh, to have Firefox uh, use Google's search engine as the default search engine. Um, and they might have a few, few other similar deals with other companies like that to kind of promote, you know, have Pirate Fox promote their stuff and so forth. But uh, what they're doing now is they're trying to create an ad-free premium browsing experience that will uh, cost you $4.99 a month. So you basically subscribe to Firefox and you'll get a bunch of tools to, to block ads on the web and to protect your privacy and to get access to various Firefox web services. I think this is an awesome move. I think this is really cool. I will absolutely sign up for it, even though Firefox is not my primary browser. I, I use Safari most of the time. I use Firefox mainly for testing and for a secondary browser where you know I might want to have some logins to different services and I want to have that in a separate browser from my main browser. Um, so, so I don't use Firefox full-time as my main browser, but I absolutely want to support them as a company. I think the Mozilla Foundation does great work. I know people personally that work at Mozilla and just seems like a, a really awesome scene over there. So... <laughs> Uh, I, it's definitely time for Firefox to, to get aggressive about um, both promoting what they're doing with the Firefox product and, and all the services that they're starting to build around Firefox. Um, not, not just get aggressive about promoting it, but also about having a sustainable business model, not reliant on these traffic deals with Google or whoever. Speaking of Google, Google has officially closed... It's Dragonfly Chinese Search Project. Uh, so if you recall, this, this is going back, I, I want to say, like a couple years now. Uh, there, the word on the street was that Google was secretly developing a, a censored search engine product for the Chinese market. So it'd be, it'd be different than the main Google search product, and it'd be something where the, the Chinese government has control over what kind of search results you would get and be able to censor content they don't approve of and all that. Um, and as that news got out, there was a lot of backlash, but not just backlash from the general populace, but backlash within Google. A lot of folks working at Google, when they found out about this sort of secret skunk works type project, uh, they got really upset about it. And so there was a lot of internal debate and a lot of tension. And it seems like the the nays won, and uh, Google has announced that they're they're no longer pursuing that that type of project. So this is good news. I'm against internet censorship, of course. <laughs> if you spend any time listening to this show whatsoever, you know that I am very much against censorship. Uh, so so this is good news. I'm glad Google has decided to do the right thing here. Um, I don't know if it will affect much one way or another in terms of how things are going in China with, with all the government censorship there. Um, you know, whether Google comes out with this sort of thing or not, I'm not sure it would have made a dent either way. But uh, at, least, uh, at least a company based here in America <laughs> is, is standing up for uh, some semblance of free speech rights.
Next bit of news here is some rumors uh, reported by Bloomberg that uh, state that Apple is gearing up to fund some original podcast content. So to date, Apple has had the biggest podcast directory and the most widely used podcast player. Um, But beyond that, they have not really done anything business-wise with podcasting. They haven't produced any podcasts of their own. They haven't funded any podcasts. Uh, so it's, you know, there's there's no Netflix for podcasts sort of thing that Apple has, has ever tried to put together. Um, but now it looks like that might be changing. Maybe Apple's feeling pressure from Spotify and some of the other companies out there that are trying to, to build these sort of uh, membership subscription models, funding original content kind of uh, businesses around podcasting. Uh, I feel wary about this news, honestly, because uh, the idea that Apple was sort of a, a neutral player and in some respects helping to maintain the status quo of podcasting being an, an open web medium using open web technologies, uh, if that starts to change, if Apple starts to lock down podcasting and you know turn it into the next Apple News or Apple App Store, uh, this is going to be bad. This is going to be bad for podcasting as a medium. Uh, I don't want this. I mean, if, if if Apple wants to just say, hey, let's fund some podcasts and promote them in our directory, that's awesome. I have no problem with that. But the idea that it would be exclusive to Apple's platform, you know, requiring you to use their player and you can't get it anywhere else, and it basically you know locks everyone else out of being able to play that podcast. Technically speaking, I don't believe that's a podcast. I think the the actual medium that is podcasting is inherently an open web technology, just like a website. No one would say, hey, here's a website, but you can only access this website if you use this proprietary browser product with a proprietary subscription service that you pay for and that's the only way this website is even accessible to anyone. You can't use any other browser. You can't use any other platform. You know, if, if you're using an operating system where our proprietary browser product isn't available, uh, you have no way to access our product. Uh, you know, that, that, that seems ludicrous, right? The, the web is the web. Like, any browser should be able to go to any website. And if, you know, once you're on that website, if there's a paywall and you have to log in, that's fine. But... You know, basically, it's built on open web technologies. So I believe that that any sort of move towards making podcasting, uh, you know, accessible only to subscribers, it needs to be done in a way that preserves open web technologies. And so far, uh, the people that are trying to lock this down and create these business models are not doing that. So, so we'll have to see how it goes with this Apple news. I'm, I'm, I'm not even cautiously optimistic. I'm. I'm somewhat uh, skeptical of this whole notion. On a happier note, uh, there was an interesting Reddit thread I want to link to. Um, They're saying that that iPadOS has legitimately made like 50% of the apps they have installed basically useless uh, in the sense that you can do everything from the browser. So this this is really a big change. Um, Much has been made of the announcement that iPadOS would have quote-unquote, desktop class browsing in the operating system, the, the, the all-new uh, Safari uh, 
browsing mechanism that, that directly loads desktop class websites. So you can sign into you know, content management systems and apps like Google Docs and what have you. And it works just like on a desktop browser on your Mac or PC. Um, so so this, this was a, a really exciting part of the, the iPad OS announcement. Um, but then the question, of course, is, you know, so many uh, apps have been made for the iPad uh, for, um, you know, various online services. And so, you know, then the question becomes, well, do, do you use the app or do you use the browser? And so I think for some people, they're probably just going to go directly to the website in their browser and use the service through that. And they don't need to install an app. Um, so I, I'm curious, I, I don't think a lot will change right away, but I'm curious how this will affect the iPad going forward. You know, in a year or two, I'm wondering if some uh, online services uh, providers uh, decide to, to put less effort into their iPad apps and just, you know, say, hey, if you're on an iPad, just go our website works great. Um, you know, maybe they just focus on, on the phone experience. Uh, it, it's interesting. I, I'm I'm very curious to see how uh, this plays out in the in the coming years with with uh, you know how people access various services through their iPads. A couple of items here in the world of television. Uh, I have a link to an article at Collider about Stranger Things season three, and uh, this article's contention is that's the show's best season yet. Uh, I've watched Stranger Things season three. I'm not sure I'm ready to say it's the best season yet, but it's definitely on par with the awesome first season and a lot better than the second season. It's not that I didn't enjoy the second season. I just think I, I think uh, the, the second season kind of ran with some different ideas and some different stylistic choices that weren't in the first season, and I don't think they quite worked. It, didn't quite all gel together, in my opinion. So it felt a little bit haphazard. But season three is so well put together. It's solid. Every episode just builds upon the previous episode, you know, moving the story along, building the relationships, showcasing all the awesome characters, continuing that sense of dread from <laughs> what's going to happen next, what scary thing is lurking in the shadows next. And uh, so, yeah, season three was an awesome ride. Uh, not sure it's the best season yet, but it's definitely a great season and get, makes me really excited for where the show is going. If you haven't seen Stranger Things yet at all, <laughs> what are you doing? Stop this podcast, fire up Netflix and go watch it now. It's that good. Uh, if you haven't watched season three yet, because season two kind of put you off, I, I really encourage you to give it a shot. If you didn't, if you liked the first season and the second season wasn't really your thing, I think the, the third season really just picks everything right back up and it's awesome. And, um, and Maya Hawk, her acting in this season as a new character, uh, Robin, uh, she is just absolutely fantastic she is one of the the best i mean a standout character and and one of the best new uh actors or actresses i've seen in a while I and mean, she she just she steals the show <laughs> she does an amazing job and i can't wait to see her 
not only in Stranger Things 4, hopefully, and beyond, uh, but I can't wait to see her in other other shows, movies, whatever, because she is fantastic. Cool bit of news here regarding Apple TV+. Plus. Apple's released a teaser trailer uh, showcasing their upcoming Peanuts show. It's called Snoopy in Space. And uh, so there's going to be there's going to be uh, a TV show, the Peanuts, Peanuts returning to television through this new Apple TV Plus service that's coming up. And uh, I I watched the trailer and I thought it was really good. <laughs> this looks really really good. It, it feels very very Peanuts ish in all of the best ways. I'm really looking forward to seeing this. I can't wait. And last but not least, uh, I've talked about this podcast before called Weird Religion. Uh, it's, it's one of my favorite podcasts. Weird Religion uh, is uh, a couple of religion professors talking about um, pop culture and American culture, kind of through the, the grid of how things might relate or not to the Christian faith. Uh, they, they come at things from really interesting angles. Th- this, is not, this is not a group of, you know, hardcore conservative Christians or whatever, like talking about pop, pop culture in this sort of like, ew, fashion. It, it's quite the opposite. It's really people who, who deeply, you know, re- respect and are interested in the, the wild and wacky world of pop American culture and, and trying to find threads that tie back to religious concepts. So uh, there, there's no better discussion to have really on that topic than, uh, than their discussion on this episode I've linked to about the, the TV show, The Good Place. Uh, the Good Place is, is all about the afterlife in a wonderfully wacky <laughs> and philosophical uh, look. Uh, it, it's, it's a show that stars... Um, I'm totally blanking on her name. I can't believe I'm doing this. Uh, uh, the, the actress that does the voice of Anna in Frozen. <laughs> also in Veronica Mars. I can't believe I'm blanking on her name. I, I, I'm going to have to pause the show and look this up now. This is absolutely ridiculous. Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell. How could I forget that? Oh my gosh, I'm getting old. That is so ridiculous. Anyway, The Good Place stars Kristen Bell and a whole cast of characters. And it's so funny. It's a great show. Uh, it, it's all about where, where people supposedly go after they die. And um, yeah, I love The Good Place. And this is a really good discussion of that show kind of, you know, looking at, like, in, w- in what ways does this show reflect how Americans view the afterlife? Uh, in what ways does it kind of subvert and, and tweak people's notions around that? Uh, it's a great discussion about a great show, so I really encourage you to check it out. Um, I have a link as well to my previous podcast episode, episode 19, where I talked about another episode of Weird Religion, so... I have a feeling you'll see Weird Religion pop up again at some point in the future. Another episode I particularly enjoy. Um, yeah, The Afterlife. It's, it's definitely 
something that that tends to get um, a, a lot of uh, a lot of airplay in in pop culture, but usually in the context of I would say horror, like some horror movie where you know you're seeing people, the damned coming back from hell or something like that, uh, or people do some goofy thing around heaven where you know some some angelic figure comes back from heaven to you know I don't know help a family through their Christmas potluck crisis or something <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i think uh americans have a a bit of a strange relationship with ideas of death and the afterlife so uh so that's why shows like the good place are are fun cuz it, it really just dives into all of those fears and all of those questions and does it in a funny way all right so that's it for today's show episode 36 is a wrap as always, you can go to jaredwhite.com slash pot. Let's try that again. As always, you can go to jaredwhite.com slash podcast to view the show notes for this episode and many other episodes. And you can also click the follow button to get a newsletter so you'll get notified whenever there's new podcast episodes or video episodes released. You can also click uh, message and send me an email. Uh, if you have any feedback for the show or ideas for future topics. Until then, I hope you have a fantastic week and weekend. I'll see you later. Bye. Jared White Show.